At Cool Air Products, we developed AC Smart Seal Quick Shot with professionals in mind. It's the only product on the market that's three in one with sealant, lubricant, and UV dye all in a single application. It's non-toxic, non-flammable, 100% safe to the touch, eco-friendly, and compatible with all refrigerants. It's a safe solution option, backed by years of R&D, Intertech tested, and has sealed millions of leaks. AC Smart Seal, the professional's choice. Housecall Pro is a service business software. What is a service business? Well, it is when anybody pulls up to your home in a, in a vehicle and performs some sort of service at your home, HVAC, plumbing, electrical, anything along those lines. Now, how does Housecall Pro help with that? Well, we take paper off the desk of the office and the technician coming out by having an app that's on your phone or your tablet and you can take payment right from the door. You can send from the app a text to the customer letting them know you're on your way. Okay, you can schedule, you can dispatch using House Call Pro. It's a great platform. I've had a demo on it and it looks fabulous from what I can see from the outside looking in and technicians love it. So if you guys are interested, if you own your own business, you want to go paperless, check out House Call Pro and you get three months with 50% off using the landing page, housecallpro.com forward slash HVAC know-it-all. Okay guys, so let's start this off. There is a, a pretty famous song called Bittersweet Symphony by The Verve. Now in that song, there's a line that always jumps out at me and the line is, you're a slave to the money, then you die. Now it always jumps out at me is because when you hear it, you're like, man, that, this is how people operate on a daily, weekly, monthly, annual basis. They go to work, they make money, they spend it because they have to on the bills and the groceries and, and you name it, right? And you're just constantly chasing that money and you're not using the money as a tool for you to advance your, your life, right? So on this podcast, I've said in the past, I love having conversations that are outside of the trade. Like we've talked to HVAC, many HVAC technicians and, and professionals. We've talked to plumbers. We've talked to electricians, uh, apprentices. We've talked about depression, addiction. We talked to Neville who escaped from a war-stricken uh, country to come over to the U.S. and be an HVAC tech. These are all fabulous stories and they're all stories that need to be told. And this is something we need to talk about is money because we all make money. It's universal. It doesn't just pertain to one industry, right? We all make it. We all should be making good decisions with it. And that's why I'm talking to Caleb Williams on this podcast. Caleb's a young guy. He's 24 years old, but he's a professional and an expert in this area. And we're going to go through the discussion where he, he's going to lay it out all out in four steps. And, and maybe you might have to listen twice. Maybe. Maybe you might not understand some things. Maybe you'll have to go back and, and re-listen, but that's okay. One of the things Caleb is, is going to do during the podcast, he's going to mention that he's written a book and he's offering that book for free to everybody. And I'm going to leave the landing page in the podcast notes. So at the end of the podcast, you can go check out the landing page. And he created this landing page on the fly which was very cool. So thank you for that, Caleb. Now, the shipping is also free if you live in the US. If you live outside the US, you'll have to pay for the shipping, but the book itself is free. So we're gonna have this discussion on money and using money as a tool. And what Caleb said, using money as a tool, it just kinda hit a nerve. I'm like, yeah, we should be using money as a tool. We should not be chasing the money like the way a lot of us do. We should be making it work for us. And finding a way to do that and if, if it comes down to going to visit a financial advisor financial planner then that is something that we must do as individuals that make money and want to make our money work for us anyway enough of me let's get to caleb this is the hvac know it all podcast i'm your host gary mccready welcome to the hvac know it all podcast Recorded from a basement somewhere in Toronto, Canada. Your host and HVAC tech, Gary McCready, will take you on a deep dive into the industry, 
discussing all things HVAC. From storytelling to technical discussion. Enjoy the show. All right, Caleb, the first thing I'm going to say to you is I read a, I guess it's a testimonial on your website by the name, uh, the guy's name was Cameron George, and he said you brought value bombs to his audience. So I'm hoping that you bring those same value bombs to, to this audience over here, because I've never heard that term before, but it sounds like, it sounds pretty intense, a value bomb. I, I'm a fan of making up words. And so yeah. trust me, my friend, there's going to be a lot of val- value bombs that get dropped today. That That's incredible. So we're here to talk about something that we haven't talked about on this podcast. Now, I, I like to tackle things um, that are human things, human um, problems. Like we've tackled addiction. We've tackled um, depression on this podcast, even though it's trade related. Um, but today we're going to tackle finances. And I think that's really important for people to, to understand, like, especially me, I'm going to learn a lot from you too. Um, because everybody that listens to this podcast, hopefully goes to work they make money and what they do with that money is really important on how they live the rest of their life. Correct. hundred percent. So the, the floor is yours, man. You set this up, set this up for me. So one of the, one of the most common questions I get when people first see me is they're like, Okay, how how could I learn from somebody that looks like they're literally like 13 years old? So, um, we're you're not you're not watching this right now, but uh, I do speak around the country and talk to a lot of people, and I am young, and I got I got in this space at a very young age. So when I was 19 years old, I, I ended up taking over the bank's investment department, like a bank's investment department that I worked for, um, and became one of the youngest people in the country to do that. And and it, this is all kind of wrapping this together because here I am, this this young kid who like wants to make a difference. I, I made a mission statement for myself. I love that you cover these things on, on your podcast. And the mission statement simply read, help people see and reach their highest potential. And, and I'm getting emotional even saying this right now because it's like so many people are unable to live to their God-given potential because of how they think about themselves, how they think about their time, how they think about the abilities that they have, and how they think about their money. And so even though I couldn't articulate that at 19, I like, I just like, I was like burdened by the fact that so many people were working so hard and yet had a fraction of what they thought. And I had to be at, at 19 years old, I had to be the one that says, Hey, I'm so sorry, but like, you're not, you don't have a fraction of what you thought. You have to continue to work at a job you may hate. And, and more importantly, I just was like, money should be a tool. It should be an enhancer. And, and, and the sad reality is like so many people are enslaved by the tool itself. And so so that's what that's what inspired me to go on this this mission. And I think people pitied me at first. And so I, I got like I started calling authors. I started looking at experts and I would just like DM them and cold, cold call them. And, and I got some of the best of the best of the money minds who like understand how wealth is created, how it's kept, how it's passed on. And they they like taught me things and they didn't just teach me about products in in, in our industry um the, the biggest blessing in disguise is i didn't have a, a like a direct mentor because if i did i would have learned all about the traditional you know mutual funds and all that all that good stuff that everyone learns and and they they just they're pretty much you know product sales people that sell sell products but i like i i did not have a direct mentor with a direct company so i actually learned from people that like like taught me how to think about money taught me like frameworks that I want to share with everyone. This will be like a masterclass, but like did so in such a way where it's like, okay, these are universal principles and we can apply it. If you're an entrepreneur, you can apply it. If you're a high income earner, you can apply it. If you're, you're, you know, not going to go into business at all. Um, you can apply these principles in your life. And so what ended up happening is I left the bank on good terms when I was 21 years old after graduating college and started better wealth. And, and we have, really been setting the world on fire, man, like helping people get educated, helping them implement certain strategies. And we're in 46 out of the 50 states, meaning we have clients in almost 50, 50 states. And uh, we're, we use the internet to scale this information. So it's a pleasure to be on here. And uh, as you can tell, this is this is something I love to talk about. Cool, man. I, I got two questions for you. So how old are you now? I'm, I'm 24 years old. 24 years old. Okay. And better wealth. What exactly is better wealth? Better Wealth is a, we say on our website, we're better than the alternative uh, when it comes to financial planning. 
So we're we're essentially a company that helps you not only get educated, but we actually help you take your money and be better in control and better live. And wealth for us is intentionally living now and in the future. So you can think of us as financial planners, but that think a little bit differently than the typical the typical financial planners. Okay. So can I start this off by saying that so let's let's say the the skilled trades base is, is the audience here. So main, mainly HVAC technicians, but we we probably have some plumbers, some electricians and stuff listening. And the average salary, let's say North America or let's say that the range of salary is let's say anywhere from depending on where you live because some some places are the cost of living is lower and the salaries are lower some places the cost of living is high the salaries are higher so let's say we're anywhere between 50 to $100,000 Let, let's say that is the salary of, of a technician that's working with within this field like just just hypothetical so where where does somebody start w- with that kind of salary to to do whatever, like what sort of advice do you give them when they have that kind of salary and they have ambitions and they, and they want to do things with their money. They want to go on trips, they want to save, but they also have expenses, um, outside of the, the regular type expenses like electrical bills and food, but they have the, they have kids and the kids are in extracurricular activities and, and all these things just keep piling up and people just feel like they're, like you said, they're enslaved by, by the money because they go to work, they pay their bills at the end of the week. They got nothing left over, you know what I mean? To to to, to do what, what they want to do. So so where do we start off w- with this base salary, and and how do we how do we plan our money out so it's working for us? The the typical financial advice wants to go right into a strategy or a product. But the best thing that I can do for your audience is to give them a simple four step framework. And I'm telling you, after these these four steps, you will know more about your money, about financial planning. Than most people in the industry, so that that's that's my goal. So I will I will answer that question by mm-hmm. walking through the four four steps. So the first awesome. the first step is this: you have to know where you're going. I, man, if I had a dollar for every time someone like said, "I wish I would have known this," I wish someone would have asked me this when I first got started. Like I would still be here. I would just be a lot richer. Okay. Um, so it's like the first thing is, what do you actually want? You know, there's a there's a famous scene in Alice in Wonderland where she's at the fork in the road and the cat says, Alice, where do you want to go? And she says, I don't know. And the cat says something very, very uh, powerfully. She, he's, the cat says, if you don't know where you want to go, any road will get you there. And I feel like so many people are, are running their businesses. They're going through life with no clear direction on what that is. And so Wall Street, financial planning will dangle this carrot in front of you and they, they'll say, you want to chase this rate of return. They'll say, do this with your money, do this with your money. But, but, but really, ROR, instead of rate of return, should stand for return on result. And in step number one, every single one of our clients gets ultra clear on what, like, what they actually want and they define financial success. And so the, the questions to ask yourself is, number one, how do you define financial success? Number two, if you had $10 million in the bank today, what would you be doing? And, and so it's just like, and number three, it's the same question, but if money wasn't an issue at all, what, what, would, you, what would you wanna do? And like whatever that is, like that's the metric, that's the mirror, that's the goalpost. It's not this some um, magical retirement age where we're just gonna sit back and watch the news. Mm-hmm. So, so step number one is all about clarity and and I know that some people are like, okay, awesome. Like, let, let's get to the nuts and bolts. But I'm telling you, majority of people that come to us have great intentions. They're smart people, but at the core of who they are, they don't know what they want. And so it's really important to know that and to know that your why. Once we get clarity, the second part is all about looking at your life through through the lens of efficiency. So efficiency is essentially this. So I'm in I'm in Denver, Colorado, and my I grew up in in Wisconsin, okay? So I could drive to Wisconsin and the the end result would be the same. I would get there. Or I could hop on a plane and get there quicker. The 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 story that this kind of framework it shares is we have to look at what we're currently doing and the goal is we have to we have to want to get to where we want to go quicker. And there's three things that need to be highlighted when we're auditing ourselves and asking 
are we efficient or are we the equivalent of someone that has one foot on the gas and one foot on the brake? Because a lot of people may know where they want to go, but if you look at what they're currently doing with their money, they're not being efficient at all. And so the first, the first thing under the efficiency step is number one, to look at cash flow. Cash flow is how our world exists. And, and essentially everything is based on cash flow. So cash flow is essentially money coming in. It could be income. It could be, you know, the money that you're getting from the services that you're doing. It's money that's flowing in. And then the, that money, once you have it, either goes two places. It's either gone. It's either spent. It's either paid to, to the government through taxation. Or it's saved for a future date. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Gary, what's crazy is very few people can answer a simple question. How much money do you need to save today to maintain what you're currently doing the rest of your life? And, and when you include inflation, when you include a bunch of factors, it's actually a really basic equation. And we actually have a tool. And, and if anyone wants to u- like utilize it, we'll share with them at the end where they can get it. But it's essentially it can show, share your audience exactly how much they need to be saving at the place they are in their life if they want to maintain their current standard of living, if they want to retire someday. So cash flow is incredibly important. We have to understand that we can either increase it by making more money or you need to do a better job keeping it. And most people that I've seen are really poor at keeping their money. The, the, next, the next part, and you'll interrupt me if you have any questions because I, I, the last thing I want to do is just go on and, and, and for not something to not make sense. But the, the next area under efficiency is looking at your assets. So once we get your cash flow, and a lot of times we want people to start tracking their money, we want to start a baseline of how much money we need to be saving. A lot of times that can be super overwhelming, but at least we need to know where our money's going. And a lot of times I can come up with a great strategy, but if you're not saving any money, we got to figure out a way to you know, create saved cash. The, the second thing under efficiency is looking at your assets. Now, the definition of an asset is anything of value. Okay, this could be your, your truck, this could be your house, this could be your retirement account, this could be your savings account. Um, Robert Kiyosaki, the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which is like a classic book um, that a lot of entrepreneurs have read, he defines an asset as anything that puts money in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Reg- regardless of your opinion of assets, what we want to do next under the audit is we need to start looking at your assets. So if you're listening to this right now, what things do you have as it relates to that are valuable, like your house, your car, retirement accounts, money saved? And ask the question, are, is my money in this retirement account or is my money in this uh, you know, real estate property? Or is the money in X, Y, or Z? Is that helping me live? Go back to your ROR statement. Go back to clarity. Is that helping me live today the way that I want to live? And, and, and how can I show up powerfully in the future? And so a lot of times we see a lot of people being hypocritical with where their assets are held because it might be an equivalent of them maxing out a qualified retirement plan and then really they should be investing in their business and hiring another person. And so it's like, it's just really going back to like, where should you put your money? You should ultimately put your money in, in the, the thing that will drive the, the bottom line now and in the future. And then finally, it's looking at your debts under efficiency. And there's actually an art and a science in how to approach your debt, how to think about debt. And there's good debt and bad debt. My definition of good debt is by having it, it puts money in your pocket. Bad debt, it's the exact opposite. By having it, it's, it's extracting money away from you and sending it to other places. And, no, and there's- I, I've heard, I, I, sorry, I'll stop you there for one second. I'm, I'm just going to jump in for one sec. So I've, I've heard about this, this good debt and bad debt and, and good debt puts money in your pocket. And I've actually heard Robert Kawasaki on like YouTube talk about good debt. And so how does good debt put money in your pocket? ECM Pro ECM Universal Testing Kit. Now, do you guys know what ECM stands for? I bet you a lot of you guys don't. Some do. I bet you a lot don't. Um, It stands for Electronically Commutated Motor. Now, on the box here are some bullet points. Tests virtually any electronically commutated motor. Gives go, no-go result. 24-volt operating, no, no battery required. So I got a lot of good feedback when I posted this up on social media. A lot of people that have used the tool have used it successfully and it looks like it's something that could be very very um, valuable with all these ecm motors that are starting to pop up in appliances right so that is a tool that's available for you guys it's only like 
$64 at TrueTech Tools with an 8% discount, obviously with, with promo code KNOWITALL. Okay, so on to the Jet Gun. The Jet Gun by Aircom is a really unique tool, and HVAC Jess posted a picture of her using it, Jessica Bannister, who was on the podcast a few weeks ago or a couple months ago now, and she enjoyed the the experience. I've enjoyed the experience because the aggravation of running hose cord, the time saving of running hose cord was gone. The aggravation and, and the time to do that was gone. So I saved myself time, right? And I've cleaned a rooftop on one roof, fairly large rooftop, and I cleaned four condensing units on another roof. My phone just binged there getting some HVAC hub is, is binging in with results from a poll I just <laughs> posted. Um, so the jet gun by Aircom, it's, it's distributed by cool air products in the U S and in Canada and go to coolairproducts.net to check out more info on, on the product itself. But it, it's very unique. It's time saving and it's a game changer. If you do coil cleaning interplay learning, a new sponsor of the podcast. And I'm ecstatic that they are because they have a a very cool platform, virtual training that anybody can use. 20 bucks a person if you're an individual you want to go in. But if you're a shop owner, you're a service manager, and you want to get it for your, your team, you can also do that. And the fees are all, all different. And if you want to get more of a gist on how it works, you can listen to my podcast with Doug Donovan that we did two, three weeks back, and you can get more of an idea of, of how it works. But if you go to interplaylearning.com, you will find out that just as quick and see all the different platforms and training modules they've got available for you a very cool product as far as chemicals go from refrigeration technology is is viper pan and drain treatment the way it works is you clean the pan you spray viper pan and drain treatment all along the bottom of of the pan coat it and the last two rows of the evaporator coil. Now what that does is it starts to break down anything that's not supposed to be there so it can go down the drain much easier and the drain doesn't clog. And that surface that's created by spraying the pan acts as a slippery surface for anything that's kind of floating around to slip off that pan and down the drain much easier. But it also helps break down that stuff. And it lasts up to three months. So, I mean, a couple of applications within, within a summer, if you're in a hot area, right? Or if you're in an area like, like myself, where summer really lasts like four months, one application might do you for the whole entire year, depending. Anyway, guys, let's get back to Caleb and this finance talk right now. Here, here's an example. So you have your home, okay? Mm-hmm. You have your mortgage. Yep. If you had, if you had half a million dollars sitting in a bank right now and you could pay cash for your house. A lot of people would do that because by paying cash, you wouldn't have to pay interest. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have your home, you own it free and clear. Dave Ramsey would say you made it and awesome. You don't pay any interest. And so thumbs up. The problem is by doing that, now you gave up half a million dollars, hundred, $500,000. What could that money have earned for you in, in another vehicle, in another scenario, just at a basic you know, 5% calculation, that money would have doubled or tripled what you had had. So it's like, yeah, you could, you could have a paid off house, but over 30 years, that's going to cost you millions and millions of dollars. So by having a mortgage, that is that instrument of, let's say you can get a mortgage for under 4%. That, that is an instrument, but yes, you are paying a little bit of interest, but it's allowing your half a million dollars or it's allowing your future money that's coming in to actually be more productive and do more work, i.e. putting more money in your pocket. Another example is a business loan. By having a business loan, you could essentially get the right equipment to make more money. That would be an example of that business loan being a, a good result. Now, bad debt, which most people have, are they, number one, they, they, they get high interest rates like credit cards and things, and they're usually buying things that are not actually driving the bottom line, like, like maybe a car that they can't afford or going on a vacation that they may think they deserve, but there, there's no money there. And so that's fine, but you end up, the people that are, end up being like drowning in debt are usually taking out debt for things that are actually liabilities. Gotcha. So to summarize, basically, good debt is basically taking money that's not yours, applying it to something that's going to make you money. Yep. Correct? Yep. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I, 
and really the 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 third step and that's a great question is is the the two most powerful seeds and if you're taking notes um c number one is compound interest and c number two is control so essentially good debt allows you to maintain more more in control and it allows your money to more efficiently grow over time bad debt does the exact opposite it it takes control away from you and it eliminates dollars to be able to grow for you mm-hmm. no I, I i get i get the track you're on so like okay. if you if if you um for instance let, let me relate this to the hvac field if you get in if you start your own business and you're driving a truck that's breaking down every day right and it's costing you tons of money to put back in that truck and you're missing out on appointments then you say you know what screw this i'm going to i'm going to go out and get myself a nice vehicle i can rely on that debt that basically you've loaned that money to 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 get that truck now you're out making money because you have a reliable vehicle that is good debt correct right yeah because of that debt it's allowing you to do something yeah a- absolutely it's allowing you to get a return back yes yeah, yeah. and it, going yeah. back to ROR it's it may that it's hard to say okay what rate of return does that truck because that truck's not an investment but in a sense it's allowing you to get a result and maybe allows you to ultimately live the life that you want because you're making 30% more money and that that changes everything so that's a mm-hmm. that's a great example okay cool so the so step number 1 is clarity and that's that's a big big one for most people and then step number 2 is looking within and looking what you're currently doing with your money and saying number 1 Cash flow. Cash flow is money coming in. Where is it going? How much am I saving? How much do I need to be saving? Like these are all important questions to to ask. And then it's looking at, okay, do I have any assets? If I do, are these assets best positioned to help me show up powerfully today and in the future? And debts. Do I have good debts or bad debts? And all these things can, I mean, whether whether you listen to this and kind of go through or or you work with someone that understands this process, like it's important to have clarity about your finances. And then really, step number three, this is where we start answering the questions about, you know, where you should be investing your money. And, and step number three is all about consistency. Consistency is like the secret to how to create wealth, how to keep wealth, and how to multiply wealth. It's what are the things that I can be consistent in? And, and it goes back to those two Cs, compound growth. This is, this is what some people call the eighth one of the world, i.e. Albert Einstein. And he, he essentially is like, Compounding is a function of matter, your money, growing at an interest rate over time. And if you see a compound interest curve, you see like this like hockey stick kind of like, you know, like just growth at the end. And that just represents your money continuing to grow on your principal and interest. And it just it just creates this amazing thing. And so one of the things that we encourage our clients is we encourage them to understand that every dollar that you have is is worth way more than just a dollar. So, so right now I have a, a dollar in my hand and, and this dollar in the next 30 or 40 years is worth way more than a dollar because I can, I can earn way more, um, than just, just a dollar, if, if that makes sense. And, and if I lose this dollar, I'm not just losing a dollar, but I'm losing what that dollar could have earned for me the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. So we, we have to, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So every decision we make with our money has not just a today consequence, but it has a lifetime consequence. And then the second, the second C, and this is where a lot of the people listening to this can really resonate with, is we've gotten to where we are because we are our greatest asset. Like I'm a firm believer that the number one investment you can make is in yourself and your ability to build a business if you are in business or your ability to, to make more money if you're in, in working for somebody. And so number two is, is, is control. And, and control is a function of being able to use your time, being able to use your money, and to be able to use your skill sets. And so we, we, can't, we can't separate this money thing from a passive stock market growth and a control. We have to think about it both together in context. So every decision we make has a, has a monetary growth, but also it has a control aspect of like, where are we going to put our money? How are we going to spend our time? And so this could look like if you're just getting started, could look like you investing in, in a team, in equipment, in marketing. Or it could look like once you, you have that mastered, it could be like you're investing in alternative investments or, or an index fund 
or other things to better multiply your money. Everyone's in a different position, but the two metrics that really matter are compounding and control. And those two things we need to, we have to understand that every decision we make has a trade-off and we have to understand like what's most important to us and how we want to try to maximize that. And that's, that's what my book is actually on is it's, it's, it's called the and asset. It's essentially teaching people strategies on how they can best save and control their money. And it's perfect for entrepreneurs and people that are, are specialized in investing because control, control is something that not a lot of people talk about, but I think it's very important. And a lot of us can resonate because we're here because we've taken control of our, our life. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you have any questions on that before I go into the last step. Yeah, yeah, I do. So the control thing, there's, there's a lot of people out there that might be saying, well, I mean, I, I, I only make this much and I have to spend that much. So how do I control that? Like, how, how do we control what we don't have control over, like the cost of groceries and the cost of Johnny's karate class and how much they actually make? How do they gain control over that? Great, great question. You remember when I went back to cash flow? Mm-hmm. Cash flow either goes two places. It's either mm-hmm. gone or yep. it's saved. Yeah. The, the the control has to represent the money that we save. Because once you spend a dollar, whether it's on Johnny's grocery bill or school or taxes, it's gone forever. You lose all you're not it's not compounding for you or or it's not being in control for you. When you save your money, then it's where you save it and the strategies that you save it that that will enhance or or decrease your control and growth. Does that make sense? Yeah. So so essentially, people really have to look at their finances, where they're spending money, um, where where some holes might be, like they grab a coffee every day or like all these little things where they can cut back um, cut back on maybe maybe instead of buying a coffee they make one at home it might save them 50 cents but every day over the course of time that money can be used to save and then that's how you gain a little bit of control is that correct or yes i want to just do a i just want to do like a a simple future value calculation for you and your audience so i'm taking ten thousand dollars and the reason i'm i'm using ten thousand dollars is this is the amount of money that that can be saved now it might be tough there might not be ways that you can see now but through through audits, through working with the right people, you can save money. So we're taking ten thousand dollars, and we're we're let's just assume that you can earn a, a average rate of return of you know seven percent. That may be high for some, that might be low for others. And I want people to understand that over over thirty years, that this this number grows to seventy six thousand dollars. So here's how I'm viewing that: is not n- number one, if you if you don't save any money, like that $10,000 that you didn't save or that you paid cash for something, that could actually cost you 76000 over 30 years. But then I'm also seeing what could you have done with that 10000 as it grows every year in your business or in other, other areas. And so it really goes back to we have to be disciplined on saving num- money, number one. And then the next most common question after that is, where should I save my money? And that's where I wrote my book, The End Asset, because I believe that there are better strategies on how to save your money and and really getting people to think about the function of not only growing your money but using it, using it and controlling it. Cool. Yeah, it's it's, it's one of those things that p- people are going to listen. They're going to maybe listen twice <laughs> because money yeah. is really money is really one of those subjects where it's like so difficult to wrap your head around it. And I think that most people, um, the average person, probably needs to go see a. A, a professional um, that can manage money and just lay it all on the table and say, this is what I make. This is how much I spend. This is how much I'm in debt and let, ev- let that person. And you keep saying audit, like let them audit that so they can find little, little pockets where, yeah, you can save a little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit here, and then start putting that money back to work for you. I, I guess that's sort of the plan <clears throat> that, that yeah. a lot of people need, need to go through. We we call it our X-ray process, and it's essentially if you go to if you go to the doctor, you, there's no hiding. They can like they can see like through an X-ray what's going on. Mm-hmm. The same thing is like we want to we want to we want to start with clarity and like knowing what's what what do you want, what's actually happening, and then and then going through three simple steps. Number one, how can you better keep your money? Because as you and I both know, this is a this is an area that a lot of people are losing in. They're, they're losing money that they don't even know that they're losing. They don't have effective ways to track their money. They're overpaying on taxes. They're, they're, doing, they're working so hard and they have so many um, holes in their plan 
But then the second thing is a lot of people are not protecting what they've built. A lot of people aren't protecting themselves properly. And so that's the other thing that we go through. And then finally, once those things are, those things are figured out, then we create a strategy. And that's, that's the last part of, of this whole framework is then you create a strategy on how to best use your time, your money, and your abilities. And this, again, it's so hard for me because people are like, well, is real estate a good investment or is stocks a good investment or should I put my money in gold? And if you have to understand, like, I, I can answer that if I understand where you're at. For me personally, as I'm growing a business, I have 16 people on our team and we're continuing to grow. I'm not putting my money in real estate. I'm not putting my money in the market. I'm not putting my money in gold. I understand that money follows value. I'm building, I call it the financial death star, but the I'm building the team that will be able to serve people. And through that, we're going to be able to make more money. So that's where that's where it's like the greatest investment of my time and money right now. But there's going to be a time where that that trade-off changes and I'm going to do the same equation. I go, okay, I actually should put some money into the, the market or into real estate because my money will be able to be best leveraged in that area. And that that goes back to strategy. And so my hope is that this can inspire people to start thinking what they actually want, start looking at what's going on. And then once they start saving money, then asking the question, where should they save their money? And that's why I want to give my free book away. And then from there, it's then working with someone that can help them with a strategy. And that strategy really has to be based on the lifestyle that they, they said, step one, that they want. It's, this is not about retiring at 60 or 65. It's about living your one life well, because the last I checked, we only have one life. And the amount of people that are passively living is is and, and I know that that's something that you talk about on the podcast. Like this stuff is important. And I, I think so often it's so it's so stressful or people are are embarrassed by it. So they just put their head in the sand and 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 they're not living to a fraction of what they can because they never want to start talking about money being a tool. And and it just goes back to you're just continuing to work and you hope you can continue to do it because you don't have a plan B. Mm-hmm. Yeah, money is money money as a tool. That that's a really interesting um phrase for me. And and I've never really thought about it. I've probably heard that before, but I've never really had a discussion on money as a tool. And and I think that I'm going to do a little bit more research on money as a tool myself on how to do different things with your money that you might not even be thinking of doing. One you know, it was it was um I think it was the first house I bought. Uh, I have a, a mortgage broker. He's really, really good. Um, he used to work at, at, a, at a big bank and he, he does financial ad- advice and stuff like that. And, and one of the things that he was saying is like, we had a couple credit cards at, at, at one point and he's like, well, what are you guys doing with those credit cards? Are you just paying the minimum balance each month? We're like, yeah, pretty much. Um, he's like, well, don't do that. He's like, leave one alone and take, take the, the $40 per credit card that you're putting to each one and take 80 and put it towards one of them, pay that one down faster and then go to the next one. He's like, that's that you'll pay it off way quicker doing it that way. And I'm like, Hmm, yeah, that, that is using uh, the money smartly. And, and it was, it, it's things like that and conversations like this, that, that spur thought and make, make yeah. me go into research mode and start really um, doing my own sort of legwork on on how how i should be <laughs> better using my money because we're all in the same boat that, that's what i yep. like about this yeah and we we actually have a debt scorecard that walks people through that because if you're just approaching debt as just take the shotgun approach which you probably can relate to it's like oh i have three debts i'll just put i'll just i'll put a, a the same payment towards each one and you're you're totally right that that could cost you five six seven sometimes 20 plus years and thousands, I don't want to be too dramatic here, but sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars just because of a lack of knowledge. And yet, mm-hmm. if you know the rules of the game, it, it it really is an unfair advantage. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, you really got to be educated for sure. Yeah. So you said you had, um, a ca- a calculator of some sort that people can access to find out how much they should be saving. Yes. And it's so all the stuff that I talked about, you can find at betterwealth.com slash HVAC. And, and the reason I, I, I want to do this is number one is I, I have a book that people can get, but I actually want to pay the shipping for your audience. 
um, so that number one, they have a strategy. And then on that same page, I'll give the calculator. And it's essentially a tool where you can type in when you want to retire, how much money you're making, what you're saving, how much money you currently have. And, and get this, everyone wants to overcomplicate things. We have a, we have a, a, a assessment with a two-line graph that will show you exactly when you'll run out of money or if you won't run out of money and, and it'll show you exactly how much you need to be saving because if you're 50 listening to this versus if you're 20, the numbers are different. And so, and again, I don't want to say, it really is set up to, to show people like, hey, listen, you may want to take this seriously. And then at any point, if any of your audience is like, hey, I want to learn more, um, it can be very clear. Like they can go through our x-ray process and they can leave with a report where it's very, very clear what they need to be focused on. And we just found that this is the best way to serve people. And then, then they can choose who to work with or what to do. But we find that a lot of people don't even know where to start. And that's why these podcasts can be difficult because we could go through case studies and I could talk about how we've helped people, but each one's a little bit different. And so that's like the blessing and curse of, of our industry. It's incredibly exciting. And, and that's why we have a framework of, of how we work with people, but everyone is literally different. Yeah. No, everybody's different. Everybody's story is different. So your, your book, what, what does that kind of outline for us? Like what, what sort of content are we going to see in, in, in the book? The, the book is really answering the question of where should you save? And some people say, where should I invest my money? So it's like, all right, I have clarity. I'm, I'm optimizing what I'm currently doing. Where should I put my money? And when I was, when I was at the bank, I was really disheartened because I felt like I had this false choice of I either should invest my money and, and it's locked up or I can't really touch it. And I just have to passively let compound interest kick in or I could put my money in a savings account. I worked at a bank, so I, I could ac access to a, a checking or savings account. The problem is every year of my money being in that account, I'm missing out on the, m the growth side. So it was like early on, I couldn't articulate the compounding and control, but I kind of felt this. I was like, I, I'm being told I need to choose between one or the other. And then when I simply learned from a lot of uh, my mentors, I realized that this choice is a false choice. Like the people that really know what's going on are really doing both. They're saving their money. They're getting lifetime growth. They're getting tax advantage growth. And they're also utilizing capital to invest in things that like real estate or their business or other things. And so my book is called The And Asset. And, and the tagline's a little bit, if I had to rewrite it, I wouldn't write this tagline, but the tagline is a secret way to save and use your money at the same time. And I literally walk people through strategies and how they can increase their savings have their money grow the rest of their life and still have access to that money to inv invest in what they want while their money continues to grow. And so I, I talk about a special special strategy using overfunded life insurance, ironically, uh, which which the funny thing is, I when, when I first started was like super anti-life insurance because for the most part, it's terrible. But when set up and used properly and, and when, you, when, you do, when you use this contract, not like it's originally thought of, but how like the banks and corporations and wealthy use it, it's essentially a place that you can save your money and, and almost double dip. And so that's what I, I go into a strategy on, on how to do that. And it's really only for business owners and investors because most people, um, they, if they controlled their money, they would actually hurt themselves long-term because they would waste it or they would spend it. But for the person that is, struggles with me on like, should you save your money or should you invest it? it really answers on how you can, uh, how you can do both. And so my, my book walks through that in a pretty simple way. Cool. So before we head out, I just have, uh, I was just thinking there as you were talking. Um, so let's say I have 25 grand in the bank. Let's just say like just some, some random number. Is it, is it more beneficial for me to continue to save that money or should I throw that money, like not have savings at all and just throw that money into assets that keep bringing me back money? And then when I'm ready, I just get rid of those assets or sell them or, or whatever and, and then just and, and create a return on them. Like, is it better to, to be saving or is it better just to be throwing the money back into some form of asset? What do you think? So, so number one, so if, if we're talking, so number one, it's like gaining clarity and like, okay, what's the goal? And then, mm -hmm. and then number two, it's, it's assessing where your business is at. So my, my first question would be what, what could that $25,000, number one, 
baseline, what would that be worth over 30 years at a 5% interest rate? And I just did the calculation because I'm a nerd and that would be 108,000. Okay, so we have to understand that your $25,000 today, very conservatively over 30 years is gonna be worth more than $100,000, okay? So that's, that's, that's number one is like, we have to understand that, that every decision we make, like there is a long-term consequence. And then number two, it's, it's what could give you the best result for that money. And, and for you, it may be a marketing strategy or hiring another person or, or like, it's like, what would drive the best bottom line? And so if it's not your business, if you're like, no, I'm, I'm like, I'm happy with where our business is at. No amount of money. Like if I throw more money, it's just, it's just not going to like, it's just going to be a diminishing rate of return. Then the question is, okay, what then outside of that? will get you the best rate of return. And so what I would recommend is I, regardless if you did your business or something else, I would then, I would take a portion of that and put it into an and asset. And that, and, and essentially once your money goes into the and asset, your, your money will grow the rest of your life. It will, it's, it's going to conservatively grow. It's going to be protected and it will still give you access to that money to reinvest. So it could be, and then for us, we just go through an, our asset-based activity checklist and it would highlight like, it might be real estate for you. It might just be a Vanguard index fund. You know what I'm saying? But we I, that's how I think about each decision is like I first figure out what would drive the most, the greatest bottom line and then and then go down. And I think a lot of people, they're settling for things like um, just a, a retirement account, which is fine. But if you actually get like down and dirty and you, you ask the question, is this thing really, like what is it really doing for me? A lot of times, it's not giving us the result that we want. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're referring to businesses a lot, but a lot of people listening to this, they are just individuals that don't have a business, right? So mm-hmm. when when we think of that, when we think of that that money, um, they're not investing it back in, into their business. They're investing it back into something that's going to help them personally, not not their business per se. So it's still the same sort of um tactics though right you just you just find what works for your money the best exactly exactly and so so the safe answer would be this if you're if you just want to passively put your money somewhere if you want to look at an investment and and control is not incredibly important a vanguard low cost index fund is kind of like the traditional like put it and over time it's going to go up it's going to go down but over time it's going to outperform the market, you would be way better off doing that than paying someone like me to managing your money. So that's like, that's like number one. Then there's a lot of people that look at real estate. Real estate takes a, maybe a little bit more knowledge, but I call it the the four four wins of real estate. And so number one, you can use leverage to acquire real estate. Number two, it hopefully will grow. Number three is it creates cash flow. Number four, you have a tax advantage. So it's like I'm not just going to say do real estate for everyone because. You and I both know people have lost their shirts on real estate, but it's also helped people create massive wealth. And then, and then you're right, your business or investing in yourself is just a, it's just a, if you're feeling like you're not reaching the potential that you can, I would go there first. But if you are, if that's checked, you're absolutely right. It's then where, where's the best place to put my money? And that's where, that's where you really got to work with someone that can, can look at like what you actually want to accomplish and, and give you options there. And, and what I'm saying is my book, The And Asset, will show you a better way to either invest in yourself or invest in other things where it gives your money multiple jobs. So the And Asset is not the, the investment itself. It's just the efficiency hack that you can do while investing or doing other, other things. Cool. So your, your book, and, and you just cre- you're just creating this, uh, this landing page on the fly, which is pretty cool, <laughs> betterwealth.com forward slash HVAC. So they can go there and, and get the book and get free shipping is what you're saying, right? 100%. And so they, if they go there, they can, they can get the free book. We will also have our assessment right on that page. And, and I would encourage everybody to at least check out the assessment and get a baseline on where you're at. And it, and it, and it, and it might be confusing a little bit. It might not make 100% sense, but it may be the wake-up call that you need to have to start that first conversation. And, and we would be more than happy to help in any way that we can. And, and how long does that assessment process take? Um, it, it will take less than five minutes for you to type in, type in your information and click the, the calculate, the, the green scary button. But then from there, 
um, you can you can choose to do on an x-ray where you actually walk through with a person and that goes through your situation. And some people um, have enough information just by doing it themselves where they, they know the next step. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, I'm, I'm hoping that if, if anything, if anything, the people that are listening to this start to think about their money more, that's, that's kind of what the whole purpose of, of talking to you is about is so people start thinking about their money and what it can do for them. And, and there is ways that the money can work for you and, and you can create a tool out of it, like you were saying. And that's, that was my, that, that was my main focus in, in talking to you is, is just the awareness of, of it all. So I, I appreciate the, the, the conversation, Caleb, I, I really did. And, and thank you for offering the free shipping to the audience. That was cool of you. Yeah, it, it was, it's a, it's a pleasure being on here and I get really fired up because when people, when people figure this out, it, go, it just goes back to my mission. I'm, I'm helping people live more powerfully, living, live to their highest potential because money is one of those things where it is a tool and it, and it only enhances or uh, who you are. And so we, we both know people that have a lot of money that it's, it's showing some ugly sides of them. But then mm-hmm. I've also had my life change dramatically from people that have used time, freedom and money to, you know, touch my lives and so many others. And so, um, that's, that's my mission. I appreciate you um, helping me uh, share my mission. And it's, it's been an honor to be on the show. Awesome, man. Thank you very much. So how does everybody feel about that conversation? How many people said, hey, maybe I should go see a financial advisor or a consultant and figure out ways to make my money work for me? A lot of you probably already have done that and are on the right course. And some people haven't. And if you're young, guys, if you're really young, I suggest you learn this right now. So if like, let's say you're 25 and you're just getting some traction in in, in the trade, you start making some, some nice money and stuff, go get this education now. So by the time you're 40, you are like sitting pretty and you're laughing. Like I wish when I was 20, I went and got educated on, on different things like this, different, different ways to, to make my money work for me. Right. And just kind of have like a, a passive income during, during this tenure, because it is, it is possible to have a passive income that just works, that the money just works for you. You just got to figure out ways to do it. Right. And it's all about becoming better people and living better lives. And yeah, we, we deal with technical stuff on this podcast to make your life better on the job. But I also, I also want to make life better for you in general. And, and, and I love having conversations like we just had with Caleb so we can all learn together. Anyway, guys, that's it. Let's get our money working for us as a tool. Let's not chase it anymore. Let's not become a line in a song. All right. I'm out. Happy HVACing. Hope you enjoyed the show. Follow HVAC Know It All on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, and anywhere else Gary feels like popping up. This has been a Two Smokes and a Coffee production.